The following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC, and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are here on the month of May as the spring is sprung and things are starting to open up. And as a result, we have families going through a lot of new transitions because things are opening and we are blessed to have a wonderful guest who we love to have back every month and that's our wonderful Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements. Welcome back Daphne. Well hello everyone. I'm glad you're here because one of the things it's so interesting Daphne I am excited about this hour because I know we've talked a lot about you know when families are in the throes of You know, how do you make that transition? But a lot of families are just starting to think about, you know, what do we do next? Or how do we process this whole, you know, begin this transition? And so I would love to spend the hour today talking to you a little bit about how do we do that? And how do we um, prepare for the eventual transition? Well, the first thing I would say is take a deep breath. And take one step at a time. Don't let it overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're thinking about having a parent or, or both your parents moving from a home that they've lived in for 40 years, it can be a little daunting. Um, this is also a good time to remind everyone that talking about this transition and, and the possibility of it is better to do sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say a lot of our clients that I work with right now, it's not unusual for it to be a six months plus process before an actual decision is made. Easily. Sometimes mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it is much longer. It can be a couple years and I hear back from someone. So I applaud you when you reach out and get information before there's an emergency before mm-hmm. you have to throw in the emotional piece of making big decisions. So Take a deep breath, don't get overwhelmed, and start early. <laughs> my three well, and, you know, that's the thing I think that the average individual thinks that, oh, well, I'll call Daphne when it's time to make the move. That's not the right time. The right time to call Daphne is way before because one of the things that families that you may not realize is that there's a lot of pieces that have to be put in place. And, of course, the first is, you know, what's feasible right now financially? Um, what are the legal situations? Tell us a little bit about what needs to happen, Daphne, early. I would agree with you, Suzanne, that that is probably the first thing to look at is to make sure that you have your legal documents in order. And when I say legal documents, I'm talking about a a power of attorney Mm -hmm. for both finances and for medical decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, They're both very important in the state of Washington, for sure. This is the only state I can really talk about. Um, Those are important. Maybe having conversations about a will. It's an appropriate time to have that conversation. Who is the executor to that will? How are things going to be um, handled? Because it's not that the will and the things post-death are eminent now, but it's, it's important to have input from people who are the decision makers while they still can make those decisions. And so it's... Um, it's an important thing to look at the holistic piece. The other things are, there's a form called a pulsed form. It's P as in Paul, O-L, S, T as in Tom, and it stands for Physician's Order of Life-Sustaining Treatment. 
And this is a bright, bright lime green, fluorescent green form in the state of Washington. You can't miss it. And if you have been at a skilled nursing or at a hospital, you probably have one already. But this is a document that will help you decide what do I want to happen for me and at the end of my life or when I'm having to make medical decisions. It helps your doctors. It helps your power of attorney know what your wishes are in terms of a DNR, in terms of antibiotics, artificial feeding. Um, there's four areas of it that um, need to be discussed and talked about. And it has to be done with your doctor. This post form is not implemented until your doctor has signed it with you. And so that's an important piece to have. This is a form that many times you'll hear senior centers or different um, education opportunities tell you to keep this on the side of your refrigerator or on the door underneath your sink inside um, so that EMTs can find it easily to know how to help you if you have an emergency, a medical emergency at home. Mm-hmm. So that's another document that you want to be looking at. Moving into the finances. That's something that you should definitely do before you're even thinking about moving. And I say that because in the state of Washington, there is a five-year look back on your financial decisions that you've made. Now, I'm not a financial guru. I'm not a Medicaid guru. But I do know enough in the 21 years of me doing this job to know don't put this off. Um, I feel very strongly about being able to maximize everyone's estate in terms of having the maximum buying power and also to reach the values that you as an individual have. And the only way to do that is through conversation with people who can help guide you with your finances. True, true. And I think the other thing too is, is that, you know, I was just talking to a family that um, mom had kept moving you know, renting and moving when they'd raise her rent and that kept moving and she kept getting older. And so the family went together and they purchased a condominium for her. Mm-hmm. And then they turned around and put everything in her name, obviously, because it was, but now they're going to inherit the condo. Now they're going to have to sell the condo. Mm-hmm. The family obviously needs the funds. So there, right there is an legal issue that needs to be addressed. And all of those things, when you realize, Daphne, you know, all the things that families do and put their right foot forward, but they don't understand the legal implications that that could be perceived in paperwork like it was a gift back or money back, and that would be a problem. So even a family member, if you've done that, something like that to, um, you know, buy property or do even, you know, buy a, you know, something and then take it back, um, that has to be documented. And, and certainly, um, you know, there's some gray areas in there, of course, but, um, you know, those are the things I think that's important. Um, and, and, you know, the reason why when you say the state of Washington looks back is we never know what kind of health care costs are going to occur in the future. And it's amazing. My mom had probably close to $300,000 when she was in her mid-80s or, you know, um, left to live on. We thought that'd be plenty. (laughs) Well, she ran out of money because assisted living and her cost of care was got to be close to $10,000 a month by the time we were there. And it goes fast. And so understanding those processes um, up front in advance, we have to be obviously expect the best, but certainly prepare for things that could happen. 
That's exactly right. That brings me to the, our next ideas and thoughts that need to happen during this transition time. And that's to really think about what do you want, if you are the, the elder, the senior, where do you want to live? Um, how much risk do you want to take in terms of honoring your body's potential limitations, your mind's potential limitations, and really having conversation about how do I want to use my energy that I have each day? Um, Because that will guide you in terms of how do I have to be fiscally responsible with my estate? Mm -hmm. I want to encourage everyone, whether you have two nickels to rub together or 22 nickels to rub together, it does not matter. You need to talk to someone to help you with um, these financial decisions. An elder law attorney can sometimes be the best place to start. If you don't have a financial planner, um, that, that's fine. We just need to have some information about what should I do with my two nickels or my 22 nickels? Yeah, it exactly. doesn't matter. Be responsible and proactive. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing, just from a practical side, um, you know, I, I'm just going to bring whoever your executor is going to be and your power of attorney is going to be. um, Number one, they need to know your passwords to your bank accounts. They need to know where your safety deposit boxes are. They need to make sure that they are, you know, that they're accessible, that you know, they know where the keys are. They know where things are because those things are very difficult to resurrect. (laughs) Um, You know, I had somebody, her mother passed away and she'd gotten her social security check but she didn't have the PIN number on the debit card. And so she couldn't access those funds, which is crazy. So those are little things that we all need to think about as we, as we move forward in the world to say, you know, how do we want to lay those things out? Because you could be perfectly healthy today, but there's all different types of situations. So, so in this segment, this is a time to bring Daphne in, and I want to talk about in the next segment of how do you specifically prepare families for this um, and how, where you get involved. But before then, obviously, in this early stage, that's the time to call Daphne, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Just ask the questions of, you know, what what about this? What about this? What about this? You know, because your story is unique. There are no two stories alike. And that's why I believe it's so important to work with an, an elder care advisor so that they can know the breadth of the options that you have based on your unique story. Right. Everyone is different. Um, I, I will plug, you know, the elder care attorney, the housing, excuse me, the elder law attorneys that they can help you know things that you do not know. And the first conversation is always complimentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, just get your feet wet and know what should I be thinking about. Um, and I look forward to telling you how I can actually help you in terms of pinnacle services mm-hmm. and all of our housing advisors, what we can do for you. Mm-hmm. And obviously yeah. you serve all of Western Washington for the most part. Isn't that correct? We do. We do. There are six people that are on the pinnacle team now and we are for intense purposes from Anacortes down to Olympia we're kind of over to North Bend and out to Squim. Yes. So we have people that are specialists in each one of those areas. And so we're here to help you as best that we can. Great. So how do we reach you? You reach us at 855-734-1500. Again, our phone number is 855 734 1500 and always feel free to go to our website as well you can learn a lot there and that's at pinnacle 
senior placements with an S at the end, dot com. Okay, and we're going to talk a lot about Daphne and how she's going to help your family right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.